Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the My Favorite Sister podcast. It's a new year. Same us. Same us. I think we both said that. No planning. There's clearly ever no ever planning in the beginning of these podcasts. There's like an inside joke of uh, one of my favorite podcasts called Fangasm, where in one of their New Year specials, it was like a quote that one of them, one of the hosts said, it was like, new year, you, me, instead of new year, you, me. She's like, no, nah, I'm still the same old me. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're all different, right? It's been, I mean, at the recording of this podcast, we were three <laughs> days into 2021. Everything's different, right? Totally. I'm a new person. I'm eating very healthily. I'm working out, you know. Only eat, eating cruciferous vegetables. Lots yeah. of fiber. I stopped eating sweets and definitely cheese. no more cheese. Yeah, <laughs> cheese. Um, no, definitely not. It's yeah, same same me, pretty much. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I will say I did do um some very light meal prep today just because hmm. back to work tomorrow, like on a full schedule. I did work two days this past week, but you know it was the weird in betwixtmas time so there it wasn't very busy i know um, yeah I yeah cannot. so i was like all right today gotta get <laughs> myself back in order so i just made some like chicken thighs in the slow cooker and i roasted some diced potatoes and some broccoli for lunch to go with said chicken mm. uh, and that's as far as i got it'll just be it's chicken and vegetables with sauce i told jack i was like just find a sauce condiment that's in the fridge and throw it on there <laughs> We got to use them up. Yeah, I know. My uh, Right now, my meal planning is open the pantries and see what <laughs> food is there. Yeah. And do something with that food. Like, I, I have no, like, we're running very low on food. So, I mean, we had, like, pancakes last night for dinner. Ooh, that so, actually sounds really good. Was, I made them. They're pretty good. If I do, I don't usually make them. Tim's usually the uh, pancake maker, but. That sounds good. I wish I could get Kodiak cake pancake mix here because mm. that would be good. Or just Bisquick, you know, classic. <laughs> I mean, we have done Kodiak cakes before and they just, they're fine, but they're not pink. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, no, not... it's not going to, when you really want that like fluffy buttermilk pancakes, yeah. it's not going to be the same. I like to use the batter a lot for other purposes to make like little muffins. It was really good. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. you put like a little bit of um, Adele's chicken sausage in there and make like a little sausage muffin thing. Those are good. You have to send me what you usually do to make them into a muffin. Do you just like do the same batter and like put them in muffin tins? Uh, I can't remember. I think there's a recipe on, there used to be a recipe on the box for how to make muffins. Mm. So I think I just followed that. Isn't like a muffin, like a separate muffin yeah. mix? Now they do. Mm. This is a... <laughs> year or two ago so maybe two or three years ago before they got popular uh well we also just tried um if we people didn't know any better it sounded like we were doing ads right now for like Cody. <laughs> yeah we're we back also- to our you know last last week we ventured into asmr for a hot second now we're back to our normally scheduled food content yeah, food content <laughs> um what was that what's this brand we just tried some other like protein well they have like a protein mix and now of mm-hmm. course i can't think of them because I've been put on the spot that I put myself on the spot. I did it to myself, and now I can't think of it. I'll think of it at some point. I'll yeah. throw them out there. But. I have some. I have some like protein pancake mix in the pantry right now from like a UK brand. It's not very good, but mm. I think the problem is is because it's only protein products. It's like egg white powder and like meat yeah. protein and stuff, and like a little bit of baking soda. I'm like, it needs to be still blended in with some regular flour, and you know, otherwise it just comes out like rubber it's gross yeah you're like no thank you yeah so i gotta figure out how to use that up but yeah so that was the basically just start trying to start the year didn't yeah. do anything the first two days of the new year so today i was like oh i guess i better get my act together and roast some broccoli 
I feel like literally yesterday was the only day I've been productive for the past like two weeks. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I've had on my list that I'm going to do deep clean of the bathroom for like two weeks. <laughs> and I have two days left in order to accomplish <laughs> that. So today is the day. And, you know, whatever, fine. And then I had to take down Christmas decorations, which was just sad and depressing. Because then you're sad. just like, I'm like, eh, great. This is it now. Well, all we have is just a little teeny tree. So ours is up for a while. Probably will remain up for a little while. Because I kind of like having the light from mm-hmm. it come on in the afternoon. Especially because it is like pitch black dark by 3.30. So it's kind of nice to have the tree come on at like 2.30. Oh, sure. And when I am working in the living room a few days a week. so. It's nice. Well, I feel like our tree takes up a lot of room. So I had to come down and we needed to like, because our living room is like now our workout area. So like we have yeah. a coffee table that we have to like shift out of the way. Like every time we want to like work out. So we need, that, we need to like move the tree. So we have a, it's been an interesting shuffling game. <laughs> um, but anyways, what did you do for New Year's? Anything? No. I mean, obviously nothing really, but well, yeah, we had like food planned for New Year's Eve, but then we ended up eating meal deals for lunch uh, on New Year's Eve day. We went for a walk that morning at one of the local National Trust sites, and it was so cold. I think in Celsius, it was like minus two <laughs> when we started. No, was- I know. It just sounds worse, right? Minus two sounds so much worse, but it was like... uh Obviously, like the feels like temperature was like below 32. Uh, I think it actually ended up the high was like 37 or 38. That's but still we just, cold. It was very cold. But weirdly, like we were really bundled up in like thermal gear and like my heavy jacket and stuff. It didn't feel as cold as I was expecting it to feel, uh, I think because it wasn't windy. So Got that it. helped. But there, it was definitely icy on the car. So we had to like, we're like, oh, wait, how do we <laughs> scrape the ice off? And the Jack was like, oh, wait, I have de-icing spray that I can spray on and so that was very helpful but yeah we went to a place called Anglesey Abbey and uh, just like walked around did a big lap around maybe like two miles and Jack's gotten into like nature photography a bit so he has this fancy camera uh just taking some pictures not as many as normal just because he was like I have to take my glove off and then it's cold so yeah I think you guys need to do like a travel, but like to only to national trust sites or whatever they're called. It's like yeah. blog, YouTube blog or whatever. That's basically what we were doing like this whole year because the only places we could go were like national trust. But uh, we've definitely done all the ones probably within like a two hour radius. We mm-hmm. like hit them all up. All the ones that are allowed to be open this year um, that are big parks and stuff. There's some where, you know, they just own a little house or like a mill. So those have been closed this whole year, but. All the ones where you just go and walk around. Yeah, we like the Anglesey Abbey because it's very well manicured gardens and grasses and lots of trees. Our other favorite one is Wimpole Estate, which you've been to, but it's that one's more of like a working farm. So it's more just like open fields and farmland. So next time you come, we'll take you to Anglesey. <laughs> I did like lots of sheep roaming around. I know. Before we know it, it'll be time for all the baby sheep. So we'll have to go back to Aww. the Wimpole. It's cute. Baby sheep. We actually had a ticket book to go to Wimpole on New Year's Day, but the dummies that we are were like, oh yeah, well normally we book like morning slots because there's less people and then we go before lunch and then we come home and have like a nice lunch, whatever, and get all our other stuff done in the afternoon. Uh, and we're like, oh, New Year's Day, like it's fine. We just were like not thinking that about having to stay up till midnight the night before. <laughs> uh, and also we end up staying the whole new year's eve we're like there's no way we're making it to midnight and then i was watching sabrina so of course i stayed up till 2 a.m to finish watching sabrina and jack stayed up watching it with me but luckily the next day it was raining the whole day so then we didn't feel as bad for not going yeah (laughs) um speaking of this is like really random but meal deals um i was reading this book called eleanor oliphant is completely fine and set in like scotland or something i think Mm-hmm. and she always talking about getting meal deals and the only reason i know that is because you always talk about them i don't even really know what the they best. involve but yeah a main a side and a, or like a snack and a drink so our favorite of course has always been from tesco uh, we always had a tesco near us but all the grocery stores and places um including like boots pharmacy they also are known for their meal deals but tesco's i think is the cheapest at three pounds so you get like a sandwich or a main. So they have like pasta salads, 
regular salads. Um, we usually get a sandwich, which the ones that they have here are like the regular square bread, and then they cut it on the diagonal, which is the only way to cut a sandwich. And then they open face them and have them in a box. So you can like see the filling. So you have to pick the one that has like the best filling. Um, sure. They also do like some little like hoagie sub uh, style ones. Jack likes those sometimes or like a wrap. And then they have sides. So of course there's like a bunch of chips. Uh, so you can get like any, you could get the sweet chili sun bites or cheese curls. That's what I've been getting lately is uh, what's it's, which is like a cheese puff. So the closest I can get to a Cheeto. So, um, but yeah, any kind of potato chip. But they also have like other like healthier snacks. You like fruit, uh, yeah. hard boiled egg, <laughs> which like pre pre shelled hard boiled eggs like freak me out. So yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, sometimes I get there's these little things. I think it's called like refrigerators, and they're these little kind of like chicken nug chicken breast nuggets. They're pretty good. Um, if I'm going for something like I don't want the snack right now, I'll save it for tomorrow kind yeah. of thing or you can get like a chocolate bar so you can get like a massive snickers or something so you know lots of options there's lots of mix and match uh sure. the hard part for me is usually the drink because i don't really drink soda although this month i have had like one pepsi max raspberry that was delicious but that's like the only soda i've had that wasn't like in an alcoholic drink probably in like a year or two <laughs> they do have like naked juice as an option um and like water and sparkling water but i just feel like it's kind of boring to like get yeah. water as your drink yeah it's not super fun yeah some places will have like coffee so sometimes at tesco they'll have different like newer coffee brands but the hard thing here is like coffee is getting more popular but it's always very very sweet mm. um so it's always filled with sugar um or it's like a latte so it's filled with milk and sugar so i was like double whammy i was like i can do one or the other i was like i can have the dairy or the sugar i can't my stomach can't have the both <laughs> like this is why the, that country needs to embrace iced tea because yeah. i feel like that would solve all the problems that you're oh i mean you could get like a lipton peach iced tea no, <laughs> i mean i tea with non-sweetened unsweetened <laughs> yeah iced for tea. sure so usually unless i'm like uh trying to plan ahead for like, oh, tomorrow I might want like an iced coffee in the morning and I'll get one that's like the least offensive, you know, like an oat milk one that's unsweetened or something. Um, if they have it, then I'll just get like, let Jack have the drink, second drink. So, okay. So you went on. So what else did you do for New Year's? Oh, yeah. So because we, because we ate way too much meal deal for lunch than we planned. Uh, that night, I was going to make like a whole thing with like a cheese and caramelized onion dip. And I was going to make our classic taco dip that we talked about uh, in a previous episode that actually made me want to have it um, because Jack couldn't understand the concept of a taco ring. So I was like, okay, I'll make the taco dip instead because it's like a more understandable format. It's a chicken yes. dip. <laughs> yeah. I made none of that because we were so full. <laughs> so we ended up just having like some frozen appetizers. We had some like little duck spring rolls and like little chicken poppers, popcorn chicken. Mm, but yeah we just we literally i just watched sabrina all afternoon all night at eleven fifty five. i put it on bbc <laughs> for the like fireworks show which um i don't know it's just weird not watching the new york countdown which i realized this year across the board is like unusual because there's like no people and then they've like yeah. pumped in weird audience sounds and like the countdown and stuff but it just doesn't feel like new year's without it um even last year's like london show where there are people in the crowd, but they don't like play the sounds from the people in the crowd. Mm. They only play the music over top, like from the studio, <laughs> I guess. So it just seems weird. It's like a weird fake, like surreal yeah. feeling. Um, this year was cool though. Cause they had like this cool drone show with like voiceovers. The drones were like flying like a dove. And then they had like a bit with the David Attenborough and it was like a sea turtle, but then the shell of the turtle was the world and it was mm. rotating like as a globe. That was really cool. Um, they had a bit about Black Lives Matter. So they had the BLM logo and stuff. That was really cool. So that made it much better than last year's show. Sure. They did that drone thing in one of Biden's, I think when Biden and uh, Harris did their big like victory speech, they had like a drone show. It was pretty cool. It was like, ooh, man, we're, yeah. we're stepping up from fireworks, I guess. <laughs> For well, sure. I, it was funny because I remember at the beginning, they were like, there's going to be, the announcers were like, there's going to be a drone show? Like, they were like, <laughs> They had no idea what that was going to be. And then they were like, and then when it was happening, they were like, we're still waiting on that drone. They're like, and there's supposed to be a drone show. I was like, it's happening right now in front of your face. 
<laughs> this is a firework like this is clearly a drone yeah i feel like it was better than the fireworks because i don't know something happened with those fireworks they shoot them all up at the same time and then it's just like a massive light cloud and you can't sure. see anything individual it was also very foggy so i think that actually helped the drones and probably hindered mm -hmm. the fireworks but it definitely helped the drones because it made them way easier to like see the light and like not actually see the drone so that was yeah. pretty cool interesting but yeah and then we went to sleep at two o'clock in the morning and slept in the next day and then it was raining so we didn't do anything we played the escape room game the second one that you guys got us um for christmas it was much harder <laughs> yeah than the first one uh but we did it we had to use like two or three clues but we got it eventually or we're always like yeah. on the right track but then it's like something slightly different we're like dang it why did we look at the clue we were so close <laughs> i know i know hindsight but then because of that i was it made me think like i wonder if there's any like video games that are like escape room games and so i googled it and there's actually tons that not necessarily video games but they're pc based video games instead of like you know xbox or playstation or whatever hmm. so we kind of like looked into those and found one or two and there's like a big new year's sale so we got a few for like a buck a piece so we've been playing one we played one called the room it took us like four hours and that one was really cool so we ended up buying the like second and third one which i think they were a whole like three dollars each mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then there's another one that we just started yesterday called like da vinci something so it's much more involved so it's taking longer but we're like all right or maybe we'll just we need things to occupy our time on like random evenings and afternoons so we'll just start playing pc video games so it's kind of fun i yeah. usually just sit and assist and it's just puzzles because that's what i can do i was like i can do a puzzle i can't i'm bad at other types of video games but i can do yeah. Things that are just like you have to think about it and like move pieces around with the mouse. Like I can manage that because that's the type sure. of games that we had as kids. I was like, if it's on a controller, no, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's been our uh, exciting weekend. We went to the grocery store today and successfully paid for all our groceries oh, the first okay. time. So, you know, <laughs> starting on a good foot for 2021. <laughs> no more stealing. Yeah. But since we since we had bought all the food for New Year's Eve and ha hadn't eaten any of it, we've just been slowly eating that for every meal. So our meals haven't been the most healthiest for the last few days. But, you know, we're just enjoying enjoying the holiday. Had some carrot sticks yesterday, you know, some crudités. <laughs> counts as something healthy. <laughs> uh, what about y'all? Oh, man. We did not have much planned, honestly. Um... So when you, everyone was talking about like kind of snacky food and I was like in the mood for something and I was like, what can I make? Cause we didn't have anything. I didn't plan ahead. I didn't buy anything. And, um, so I made these pretzel bites. Um, so we had made pretzels for like Oktoberfest kind of celebration, like a couple months ago and Tim made them mostly and tried to do like actual pretzels and do like the twist and the making of pretzels yeah. and they turned out good but I was like that seems hard I don't really have that. <laughs> so I was like I'm gonna make them but I'm gonna make bites because I don't have to do any twisting I just have to like smart. roll them into strips and then like cut them that seems smart to me but so I mean they did take a while just because like I'm I'm not very proficient with it and plus I had to do two batches because the yeast we had the first batch like wasn't activating Oh, no. So like I was like I've either done something wrong or the yeast is not good. So luckily we had another packet and that one worked a lot better. So yeah, that was pretty fun. And then I made like a little. Um, Tim's parents had gotten us this like Harry and David little basket thing that's like gouda in it. So yeah. like, what can I use this gouda for? And so I made a little like gouda cheese dip to go that with it. Delish. And then just like took out every single condiment. And I was like. <laughs> Pick what condiments you want. Exactly. That's what, we, that's what we've been doing because we've been having all these little like frozen appetizers and stuff. So it's just like, here are the sauces. We need to use all of them. Like, here's like the eight mustards we have. Pick one. <laughs> and then we had champagne, obviously. So, you know, pretzels and champagne. <laughs> we end up like eating them until like 9.30 probably or like yeah. 10. So, and then, yeah, I mean, we didn't really, I was like flipping around the channels and honestly, they were all pretty sad. Like... I was for a while watching the CNN one with Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, mm -hmm. which was just like them progressively getting more drunk, yeah, I think. That's what, yeah, I was talking to uh, Stephanie yesterday and she mentioned that. She was like, you need to go back and watch the clips of them, Anderson's 
face when he has to like take a shot of straight tequila. I'm like, oh yeah, even I would be like, no, thank you. Yeah, I kind of decided. I mean, I didn't watch that much of it, so maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like Andy Cohen was like better at that type of hosting than like Anderson Cooper is. Like, Anderson Cooper is good at his like news job, but like I feel like he doesn't know how to like host and make it like exciting, you know? Well, yeah, and it used to be him and Kathy Griffin, so it's like yeah. That's probably why they did bring Andy Cohen in as another, you know, they need that comedy angle. But, you know, Andy Cohen's used to dealing with, like, the yeah, housewives but... and celebrities and stuff, so. Yeah, so I feel like he he's good for that. Like, that's, like, a good role for him. I'm not quite sure Anderson Cooper, like, feels very comfortable, but <laughs> it was just weird. Like, they had people, like, in Times Square in these little, like, pod thing. Like, it was kind of like, wow pods but like they were like it was like fencing and they had like little sections you could like stay in like your section and i was like i couldn't even believe there were people there and everyone's wearing masks and it's like okay and then i didn't even click to the dick clark thing with ryan seacrest because i was like not interested and then fox was trying to do this thing where it was like a toast and roast with like joel McHale and kevin i can't think of his name ken not not kevin ken like Dr. Ken, you know, like Ken. Oh Jones. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was kind of weird because like you can't really roast people without an audience, you know. It just didn't work, and I was like, Ugh. everything just felt like pulling teeth. I was like, I can't watch this. That's why I feel like I never watch it except for like the five minutes leading up to like the countdown or the ball dropping or whatever. Yeah. Just because it's and like just it's the ball drop was so like silent. Well, because I, the next day went and, you know, I watched the clip from ABC for, you know, Dick Clark's New Year's Eve. And yeah, it was funny because they had obviously on the Instagram page, like all the performances that they pre-recorded and stuff. So I was like, oh, they got a lot of people. And then they, I was like, oh, J-Lo. But then it so yeah, it's like Ryan Seacrest and then like J-Lo and A-Rod on stage with like the fam and they're like counting down. But then the like voiceover countdown of the crowd probably from last year is like slightly out of sync. Yeah, it was just very weird, very weird. And yeah, I didn't even think we were going to stay up to midnight because I'm pretty sure last year we were in bed by like 10. And then <laughs> this year, I don't know, we were awake and I was up kind of later than that too. I don't really know why. But yeah, it was fine. Yeah, y'all could just y'all could just celebrate in every time zone. Be like, all right, New York, New Year. Yeah, I know. Uh, East Coast, Central, Mountain, <laughs> mountain Time. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, so anyways, it was fine. I mean, oh, but then literally right when the, you know, whatever, it hit midnight, um, hard, we have like a building right next to ours. And literally, I don't know where they were shooting fireworks off from. It must have been the roof or like somewhere. But literally like right outside, we hear fireworks. And I'm like, whoa. And then we like look out and they're like literally right outside our window. I'm like, well, I hope our building doesn't get on fire. <laughs> but I yeah. have seen some like, I think it was, maybe I was watching Lizzo's Instagram but she was in some house, like, looking over, like, all of L.A., and it's literally just, like, fireworks Fireworks everywhere. That's cool. That's cool. That actually reminded me, like, um, our little building, uh, if looking out, like, our living room window looks out over, like, the parking lot in the back, and then there's a fence, and then behind that fence, there's just this random, like, grassy area. I guess technically it's supposed to be, like, a shared yard for, or, like, little mini park for the houses around it, little townhouses, so, but it's just this square of grass that then has shrubberies around it and like two paths that like enter and exit it. So people were shooting off fireworks from there. So like less than a hundred feet from our like, you know, building for sure. But I mean, they weren't huge ones, but yeah, um, that was kind of fun. I just kind of want to know where people in LA are buying fireworks because like fireworks aren't legal here. So I don't know where they're buying them, but like literally on 4th of July, like you, if you Google like LA fourth of july drone or whatever you can see it's just like insane like everyone's doing fireworks so i'm like where are people getting these is it like all fireworks aren't legal or just like certain types mm, i don't really know the rules but like you you'll you will not see like you know back home where there's like fireworks um little stands no 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 i don't even think you're supposed to have like sparklers but i mean people do yeah. obviously yeah here it's i think the normal ones that people would shoot off, they're illegal, but they don't sell them readily except for in November um, for a bonfire night. So I'm just like, where are people getting them for New Year's Eve? Like in the grocery store for a bonfire night, they had a stand, but you know, now there's nothing. So. Hmm. Yeah. I have no idea where they're getting them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But yeah. Well, 
I would say the big thing I did was watch Bridgerton. True. Which I do want to talk about, but before yeah. we get into that, if we're talking 2021, should we, as we promised last week, should we <laughs> read some quick horoscopes? Yeah, yeah. Put everyone in a ready... Now, how are we going to do this? Are we reading, like, for our signs, or... Um. Yeah, what's I guess do you know your well, you uh, a, your sun your sun sign and your rising no, sign or no. ascendant or whatever? I, I don't know. I, well, I know I know my sun sign and I know like a maybe of what my rising sign is because it's always based on like the time of your birth and that's a mystery. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, in theory, I was told the time, but whether exactly that, exactly, um, but yeah, you can read them off for the uh, just for the sun signs. Well, I do have this article that I pulled up from Allure.com. So, you know, so very, defini- definitely legit. Yeah, but it has a 2021 overall. Oh, So perfect. I could read that. Let's see. And then we can read our signs. But let's see. 2021 overall. The most important astrological event of the year is the clashing of innovative Uranus, which is in reliable Taurus and strict Saturn. Ugh, I can't read all this. Okay. All right, let's see. Fittingly, this occurs only every 22nd and half years and signifies power struggles between conservative politics and more progressive and modern thinking. While there are a myriad of implications for this transit on a large scale, it may signify political progress after the chaos of 2020. All we can hope is that those in power are ready to put their egos aside for the sake of the people. They're not. So already <laughs> this is already interesting overall because I feel like I used this. Um, I took a quick glance at another site called like sunsigns.org or something again super legit sounding um and it wasn't like targeted so specifically it was more just like here's what's happening in the planet yeah i think you should look at that one because i'm this one seems lame (laughs) sorry you're out what does it say for each uh well i'm gonna go to um refinery 29 for a different take on the signs okay So I'm going to read Taurus because that's mine. Um, And that's just the first one that's popped up. So let's see. Taurus, you're one of the cosmic favorites in 2021, especially since Mars, the planet of action, enters your sign. January 6th, imbuing you with a greater sense of passion and commitment to your goals. Uranus, the planet of surprise, is also hanging out in your sign until 2026, making you feel more revolutionary, radical, and open to unconventional ways of living and loving. It ends its five-month retrograde on January 6th, allowing the first half of 2021 to feel more expansive than the previous months had. While you tend to love and seek stability, this isn't necessarily going to be the most predictable year, Taurus. You'll have to learn to roll with the punches now that the power players Saturn and Jupiter are both in the unconventional sign of Aquarius. This may be the year where, you've, where you let yourself explore paths you previously had deemed unrealistic. After a year like 2020, you now know that nothing's off-limits. You just have to give yourself permission to explore. Your birthday season is ideal time to travel. God, I hope so. Or go on an adventure. <laughs> travel blend. to the other side of my couch. I know. God, please, by my birthday. I would love that. There'll be a blend <laughs> of Taurus, Gemini, and Scorpio energy in the air around that time, encouraging leaps of faith and greater spontaneity. The Sagittarius lunar eclipse at the end of May lights up your sector of death and outside resources, and you may have a financial windfall around that time, too. Sounds great. Well, that to me, when it said something about it was like expanding and I was like, yeah, like expanding my wallet, like my bank account. <laughs> I was thinking like expanding like my food, like I uh, to leave this apartment. Like, <laughs> As your annual hibernation period begins, people may think you're mellowing up, but your brain will still be plotting your next move from behind the scenes. You'll be silently and consistently getting ready for a major reveal by your lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 19th. So that's Taurus. A, a big reveal on November 19th? All I the reveals know. that happened this year around November 19th were pregnancies, so. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. So, yeah, I didn't understand most of that other than I heard birthday trip. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone let us know. What does that mean? That's the problem. I'm like, I feel like I read these and I'm like, I don't know what these mean. These um, are long. Okay, I pulled it up. That That's a pretty long one. And I pulled it up as well. And I'm like, dang, this is long. I feel like the ones I was looking at were like little small snippets. I'm like, oh, um, well, okay. that probably would have been better. I'm sure people have enjoyed me talking for like five minutes about a random sign <laughs> they don't have. I can read mine for cancer real quick. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I heard birthday trip though. So I'm going to, if I don't yeah. have trip on my birthday, I'm going to be pissed. 
That's how I feel about Zodiac and horoscopes. I just pull out the nuggets that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I am a Cancer. Uh, so it says, the end of last year brought a series of intense eclipses, Cancer. The energy of 2021 encourages you to mellow out and take a breather as you adjust to a more free-flowing reality during the age of Aquarius. I'm like, I'm already pretty chill, so cool. Um, use the first five months of the year to build your nest egg with both Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, activating your sector of depth, wealth, and mergers. Uh, you may win a lawsuit or an inheritance. No, I don't want an inheritance unless we have like a secret, like yeah. queen aunt, a la princess diaries <laughs> around this time or simply forge a long-term partnership that has the potential to reap great rewards. Okay. okay sponsor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, who can we call out to? Meal deals, Tesco. Yeah, Tesco. Hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, Once Mars enters your sign from April 23rd to June 11, you'll feel more sensual and romantic, and you'll also feel a desire to remain close to home. Well, I'm already trapped in my home, so I can't really get any closer, but okay. Just make sure you don't lean too much into hermit mode as summertime approaches. Well, I'm trying to use that depth of wealth and, and that nest egg that it talked about to buy a house so that I can go outside. So that will prevent me from being a hermit. See, there you go. It's all, (laughs) I just talk it into existence. Um, June 10th, new moon solar eclipse. That's the newest book from Stephanie Myers. In Gemini activates (laughs) your sector of spirituality and healing. So you may decide to go on a mindful meditation retreat or begin a yoga certification around this time. You're feeling an urge to heal inside and out and to extend those healing powers to those around you. Use your annual new moon on July 9th to think of ways to boost your self-esteem over the course of the next six months. The last half of 2021 is likely to be filled with opportunities for you to put yourself out there more consistently and be celebrated for your talents. Like out there in public with a mask on? (laughs) Yeah, out there at the store, uh, in the streets at a restaurant. Sounds great. Um, Scorpio season is likely to be the most tantalizing of all the seasons for you. Uh, as your sector of fate, fun, and adventure is lit up. Well, that's October, so that's a good time. Uh, you may find yourself falling in love with a person, a craft, or yourself. Mm. Keep that same energy as the year closes out. Cancer. When were you supposed to be like doing the meditation or yoga retreat? Um, oh, It looked like around mid, early to mid-June. Because hmm. I did text you and say that next time you came to LA, I wanted to do like hippie stuff true remember that's true maybe that's it or you know i have my like uh group fitness certification and i've been one of my goals for this year is to get that transferred to a uk one um but obviously there's other parts i would have to do like it transfers partially but then i have to do like a course and like show that i can teach a fitness class um but obviously those are not happening right now (laughs) yeah so maybe this year or next year but i was like well maybe i just start studying for something else since like maybe now it's more available online so there you which go. would be better. Um, no, but I like the idea that you're coming to LA and we're going to do a bunch of like... Yeah, we're going to do go and do hippie shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly like, what I said, I believe. Yeah, hippie dippy granola stuff. I think I told him that he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, the things you or she's do with me that I yeah. think would be fun to at least try. I think I asked, I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, just kidding. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like stuff with crystals and like breathing yeah like, we get like uh like a manicure based on our zodiac chart and like yeah, whatever just stupid do like stuff. um like the uh ayurveda treatments and try out weird no, i stuff. can't do that you I can't, can't do, do that, that again that no it was like traumatizing honestly but go and get a face a, a crystals based facial or massage pedicure yeah just feel like tim and i have more recently been talking about potentially like leaving leaving LA I mean that's not happening anytime soon but <laughs> and I just feel like this is the center for all that like stupid stuff True. and I'm not saying all of it's stupid but I just find it interesting whether or not I believe or think yeah it does anything, but it would just be fun, fun to try. for sure yeah go and get like some kind of readings done sure oh, I've wanted to do that forever I'm honestly surprised there's not like a crystals type place like on y'all's street well, there is that uh, intuitionist, I believe, is the stupid name they gave themselves on our street. Sounds like a coming this fall to CBS. I think um, I was trying to think because they had like just opened and I think um, I had a friend like come stay with us 
And I was like, oh, there's like stupid thing that just opened up on our street. I can't think of like the word they're using instead of psychic. And she must have walked down there like a food or something when like I was at work. And she was like, did you mean intuitionist? I was like, I did. You're right. I'm just annoyed that they've somehow stayed open and the spa that I like is closed. And I'm like, ugh. Anyways, um, okay, well, I don't know how we feel about our horoscopes. Yeah, it's a lot of words. And like, I, I don't know. know. I just, hear, I hear like money and travel and, um, you know, getting back out there. It's finding a, a craft that I, hobby that I enjoy. So all of those sound like nice things. Yeah, I mean, they're like, it's not going to be the most predictable year. I was like, well, it hasn't been a predictable year. So 2020 wasn't a predictable year. So I guess that's continuing. Great. From um, sunsigns.org. They have like small little overall ones. So mm-hmm. for Horus, it says the year 2021 will be full of drama and excitement due to the congregation of several planets in your zodiac. There will be many conflicts and they will get resolved quickly. Oh, good. You can build a harmonious relationship with your spouse by removing all outstanding misunderstandings. Oh, okay. Those two words sound so similar. It's like when you rhyme the same word with itself. I hate that. Yeah. Um, life with your partner will be highly delightful. Oh, the shit. And might even lead to pregnancy. Uh, and we're like, if it's a puppy pregnancy, then maybe. <laughs> or like a cat, I'm a kitten. Yeah, that'll be my announcement on November 19th. I'll be like, hold up a, I'll be like, Lion King it, you know? <laughs> I mean, look, I won't rule anything out, but I just, I Highly can't. Unlike, yeah. I can't promise anything. It doesn't say what kind of pregnancy. It could be a, you know, a pregnant, a wealth of something else. So anyway. Uh, you will achieve success in your life this year by trying out new and innovative ideas. The word innovative is in bold. Oh. Contact with the right people will be instrumental in improving your finances. You can enhance your health by indulging in a refreshing hobby. Okay. I want that hobby to be getting massages. That was my hobby. I'm like refreshing. So I'm like, so like swimming at the beach <laughs> in the ocean. Yeah, like refreshing, having a pina colada while sitting by a pool. <laughs> on vacation yeah that's my hobby wow that sounds great and then for cancer it says the year 2021 will be spent on socializing and building new contacts and new contacts is in bold this will help you to build your future after making important decisions with the help of new friends in the process you will make very close friends and the friendships will last a lifetime I'm like, that's cool because I have no local friends here because... Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, tiny town. So the influence of Jupiter will be seen in your ambitions and success in life. Mars and Venus will make you romantic in your relationships during the year. Uh, Mars will take care of your health and vitality. Outside forces should not influence you if you have to succeed this year. That's a weird sentence, but uh, you have to be diligent and determined. Constant vigilance. (laughs) All right, well, I don't know if those horoscopes told us much, but yeah. there is something to look at. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, socializing or like building new contacts and networking will reap both Cancer and Taurus new financial successes. Great. It sounds like. Now I just need someone to let me out of this apartment, and then maybe I could do those things. <laughs> I'm yeah. supposed to socialize. Well, yeah, talking about socializing, shall we pivot to Bridgerton? That's the... All the kind of Regency era parties. If only we could attend a Regency era party. I know. A la Bridgerton. A la Bridgerton. Smooth, the smoothest of transitions. Yeah, I know. Sorry, we're making a hard pivot. We didn't have a huge plan for this pod today, clearly. Look, we're, we're trying to get to 2021. We're easing into it. We don't have plans. What do you want? We've been relaxing for two weeks. Um, okay, so Bridgerton, I feel like it's been the hot new thing on Netflix. Very much. It's the first uh, Shonda, Shondaland, Shonda Rhyme show with her new contract with Netflix. But I was surprised to see that, like, I don't think she had that much to do with it other than, like, it's under the Shondaland umbrella, and I think she's, like, an EP on it or whatever. But, like, yeah. she didn't, like, write it or anything. Um, so I was a little, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm a little, like, disappointed in that, but um i don't think we're gonna do a huge deep dive like we've done on other shows see the wilds a couple episodes ago or like i don't know what else we talked about but um but i mean i think we did want to talk about it just a little bit because it is it is uh dropped and everyone seemed to be like really into it for the bitch it was the perfect betwixtmas content (laughs) 
I guess let me ask you just straight off the bat, like, what did you think of the show overall? I thought it was good and, like, interesting. I obviously, I have not read the books, so we'll put that out there. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were based on books until, obviously, I saw, like, based on the books by blah, 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 blah. Considering I have my goal this year to read 24 books again maybe I will read the books now Um, but then it's kind of like well if they're are they following the books or not and then maybe that'll ruin the second season if they're following them but anyway um I thought it was cool because I mean you know we all love like a Regency era you know Jane Austen-esque type drama but then it was kind of with like a slightly more modern spin a la Gossip Girl yeah literally okay well So here's what I'll say about my overall reaction to the show. I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was great. You know, like, sure. I think I had very high expectations because it was Shonda Rhimes. It's like, I feel like the trailers kind of made it seem a little bit more something. And I just feel like I didn't get that. I don't know what that thing is. I think maybe like scandalous a bit. Like, I guess when I went into the show, I thought it was going to be more of a reimagining type of show, like, of that era, you know, where there'd be, like, more scandal and more whatever, and it would be, like, 100%, like, realistic of, like, what the times were, you know what I mean? It'd uh-huh. be a little bit more something, and and I feel like they did that in certain things, like, for example, like, they have pop songs woven into, like, the strings, you know what I mean? Like, so they've made, like, certain decisions to like do that but then like they didn't push the envelope that far on other things no because it's it's still all the same things where it's like the to-do families need to marry off their daughters to suitable husbands and things like that and it's all about them it's all about them you know coming out then having like the social season so I don't think I wasn't really expecting anything like beyond that I just was hoping it would be like a newer and interesting take on it I think it was entertaining, but it's like, oh, is it like yeah. a, great, a great work of masterpiece for your intellectual <laughs> and yeah. like mental discussion? No, like it's just very entertaining. I thought, I guess I thought it was going to be more like gasp worthy. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's like the trailer had me thinking that or like other people had me thinking that. And I don't think I ever had like a gasp worthy moment. Like the only real like quote-unquote scandalous thing that happened was like at the part that one party you know where you see like two men like I'm like okay I mean I guess for the time it was very scandalous but I I don't know I just thought there's gonna be more like intrigue like sure I think I think that's the thing is that it's still very um true obviously to the books but then also like um what's the word like it's still very of the time so the things that are a scandal in the show are not scandalous to us now in 2020 so it still honors the thing like pregnancies are like oh she's walking with a man like (gasps) like (laughs) you know so those are the gasp worthy things and it's like that's what makes it into obviously the you know uh gossip column done by lady whistledown yes lady whistledown narrated by julie andrews who honestly it's worth watching the show just to hear like julie andrews call people bitches and (laughs) and do the narration it's so good i just thought it was going to be like yes like public facing everyone's still trying to be prim and proper but like behind the scenes would be more like Mm. scandalous affairs and intrigue there wasn't really but it was fine but literally i started watching it i was about 30 seconds in and i texted you and i said this is basically gossip girl like set in whatever 1813 yeah it's pride and prejudice gossip girl like listen to this okay i literally wrote this down because i'm just gonna act like i'm Kristen bell reading this you know it says <laughs> but as we know the brighter a lady shines the faster she may burn xoxo lady whistle down and then, <laughs> then the next one which you just referenced was i literally wrote this all down and i said it has been said that of all bitches, dead or alive, a scribbling woman is the most canine. If that should be true, then this author would like to show you her teeth. XOXO, Lady Whistledown. And it's like, that's literally what I heard every time she talked. I was like, I was waiting for her to say. It's so good. XOXO, Lady Whistledown. So yeah, it's basically like Gossip Girl, but like less scandalous. You know what I mean? Which is funny to me. So I'm like, let's read you Gossip. I mean, I don't know when these books are written, but like, 
let's do Gossip Girl, but like had it less be less scandalous <laughs> than Gossip Girl was, like a channel on the CW from like True. 15 years ago. Yeah, it looks like the uh, books were written from like 2000 to 2006, and then that there was a separate one dropped in 2013. But remember, Gossip Girl is also based on this book series. Yes, yes. But anyways, so yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. I'll definitely watch a second season, which I assume there will be one because it's been very, seems to be been a hit. Yeah. But um, I will say, I I didn't take that many notes. The first pass, I watched it and I've been kind of like rewatching in the background, just like refresh my memory, you know, Christmas decorations and whatnot. And I wrote, Lady Danbury is the best. And then I was rewatching it and thought it again and forgot I had written it the first time. So I wrote, wrote it, rewatched, forgot I'd written it and came back to write it again. She's the best character, in my opinion. Love her. I totally agree. She's the best. Uh, love her all the way. Honestly, currently, my most annoying character is um, the main girl's older brother, Anthony. Anthony. God, he's annoying. I was going to say, who do you think is the hottest Bridgerton son? Who? Mm, I have my opinion. Probably the second one? Yeah, Benedict is the hottest son, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's the like ABC. I was like, I remember Anthony, and then the young one is Colin, but I couldn't remember the middle one's name. Benedict. When have I ever been good with character names? He's the hottest one. He doesn't get much of a storyline. He is definitely the best one. I just, the only reason I can remember the Bridgertons is because they're all in alphabetical order. And so I just think, I'm like, okay, let me think. Like, who, I just go to Daphne, who's the fourth one, and I go backwards. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. No, he's the best. I like the quote, uh, the bit about like, He's like making friends or whatever uh, with that artist guy. And it's like, what are like a second born? What else are we supposed to do? Like, you know, but have a good time. Like, <laughs> totally. And one point when Anthony's like, I'm going to do this and like run away. And then he's like, no, but then I'd have to be in charge of this state. Like, yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'd have to be the take on the responsibilities of the firstborn. No, <laughs> no, thank you. I really like um, Daphne's mom, Lady Bridgerton, I guess, yes. is her name. Yes. I feel like they often in storylines, and they kind of have that with Lady Featherington, that, like, the moms are just, like, all they care about is, like, marrying their daughters off, and they just, they, they kind of create these, like, unlikable characters, like, see yeah. Pride and Prejudice, you know what I mean? For and, sure. but I feel like her mom really just wanted her daughter to find love, like, and she didn't care about Station or anything, and I just love the one scene where she gets really drunk at that party, and then the next day she's like, I'm not hungover. I just didn't sleep well. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't drink too much. <laughs> Welcome to like every time I drink, like Lady Bridgerton. I feel like I'm with you on that one. Couldn't have been it. It couldn't have been the five glasses of champagne I had last night. That can't be it. Like, uh, so I didn't funny. sleep well. Yeah, she was good. I thought the, obviously they have like the second daughter in the Bridgertons. Yes, and Ellie. they have her. Yeah, Eloise, they have her wanting to like, you know, she's like, I don't want to be in society and have a coming out and get married off. You know, she wants to pursue academia and other things. And I feel like that was good. But then also she's like, kind of annoying. Like, it was like like 10% too much. But that's probably the point. (laughs) Yeah, I do like um, when she's trying to so basically just anyone who hasn't watched the whole thing is like, it's the the season of you know trying to find a husband yeah. and like the, it's the london social season i think in like eight, 18 13 or something like that and um so basically it's like people like do their debut or whatever basically women and there's like a gossip columnist that becomes rather famous named lady whistledown and she always seems to know what's up and people are like obsessed mm-hmm. with her things so like gossip girl basically and anyways yeah. So then, you know, mostly it's about like people trying to find husbands and going to parties and balls and yeah. whatever. But Eloise, all that, in, all that intrigue. Yes, and Eloise, what wants to find out who Lady Whistledown is? One because she's like, we have to meet this woman who like is doing it on her own, and because mm-hmm. that's who I want to be. Like, I don't want to whatever. And so, anyways, that's just the whole general general storyline of it. And um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but I do love how she's trying to investigate who Lady Whistledown is. And she goes to like the the housekeeper of the house and she's mm-hmm. like, are you Lady Whistledown? And the housekeeper just starts laughing and she's like, do you think I would have time to be Lady Whistledown? Do you think I'd be working for you if I had the money that Lady Whistledown probably has? Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's great. You I tell her. That. Yeah, you tell her. <laughs> Completely. Now. 
get out. Yeah, get out of my room. <laughs> get out of my room now. Yeah, that was good. Basically, my only other thing was just, um, you know, watching it. I'm, I feel like I'm always one of those people where I'm watching something and I'm like, that's that guy or, you know, that's an actress from this other thing this, and that other thing and this other thing. And basically, the big thing is that the actress that was playing uh, Lady Featherington is the same actress that plays Jane Fairfax in one of our faves in Emma with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? Yeah. Huh. I have to go back in. <laughs> Like, really? I didn't recognize her from that. Um, there were other people I recognized, though. Like, the king is played by the guy from um, The Vicar of Dibley. Mm-hmm. And I, I did write down that I like the queen and the husband storyline. Like, I feel like they made the queen at first. You really, like, I weren't sure what her deal was. Because she just, yeah. they kept, like, coming and be like, we have a status on your husband. And he'd be like, dead? And they'd yeah. be like, no. Like, oh, okay. Plus, I just, I just find her, I like the queen. And then... But you find out that he clearly has, like, dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. So they seem like they did have a good a good relationship. And she was happy when he... Yeah, that was their thing. He was always talking about how, you know, their match was a love match. Yeah. So that was kind of sad. I think that was an interesting storyline. Um, yeah, the pop songs woven in, like, made me laugh. I was like... They did a bunch. But the one that I can remember right off the top of my head was that they did a uh, bad guy to the strings. They did uh, Thank You Next for Ariana Grande. Oh, yes, they did do that one. Yeah, I just thought that was funny because I was like, okay, this is a choice to do, I guess. (laughs) And then I think they had a Taylor Swift song in there as well. Like, but anyways, I thought that was funny. And then let's not reveal it, but I was very surprised that they seem to have revealed Lady Whistledown in the last episode. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Well, were you not expecting them to reveal it or were you not expecting who it was? I wasn't expecting them to reveal it because it seems like showing the cards quite early to the audience. Exactly. I was very confused by that. So now I'm like, maybe they're trying to trick us somehow. (laughs) Um, But I did predict that that was who it was going to be like in the first or second episode. Yeah. If it was anyone that we had already seen, you know, on camera, it's a much more... Uh, realistic and like not that it's the ending but it's a much more plausible reveal than like the ending reveal of Gossip Girl <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> was terrible. I have questions about that though like I don't want to get into it because like I don't want to spoil it for anyone yeah. since it's rather new and we're not doing a full in-depth conversation but I do have questions about the plausibility of it being yeah. that person but anyways it's, it's maybe- similar to the wilds where it's like what are the logistics of this how is this happening yeah, how is this working okay What's the when, where, what, how, and why? Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll have to find out in season two. So yeah, season two. I do love um Madame Delacroix and how she's faking a French accent. Yes. <laughs> to the people, I found that funny as well. There's like little things that I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, that's why I think it was like entertaining because there was like lots of little side bits and just sure. like nods to things that are always taking place in like these other you know period dramas and things. So I yeah. made it a little more lighthearted um and i do think that simon the duke is really hot (laughs) so i will say that i think that's the uh general consensus for sure oh yeah i was like who is this guy he's really hot um (laughs) i think there's any other takeaways from lady bridgerton oh i did like the point where he wouldn't accept her dowry because he was like i find it to be an outdated tradition of or or whatever and i was like yes i love that See exactly. It's all those, all those little, all those little like nods to. It is kind of weird to think because they were all trying to marry their daughters off to like the richest man. So then, why does that rich man need like a dowry? But that's what I never understood about the dowry system because it's like, yeah. I guess in theory, if like there's a non-rich guy trying to marry like a richer person, but it's like it's just weird. I didn't like. Yeah, I don't like that tradition, and I'm glad it went away. I guess. <laughs> um, I will say, how old do you think? all the women are supposed to be i was like afraid i was like how old are these people like is daphne supposed to be like 16 17 i don't know pretty young i feel like well yeah i know like obviously like people got married off very young but i'm just i would say probably 16 maybe um oh okay in the first novel she's 21 years old okay that makes me feel so much better (laughs) yeah much improved, much improved. It also says, like, she's in the middle of her second season out in society, but I know in the show it's, like, her first, so she's at least, like, probably 20, 20 or 21. 
I was like, as long as she's 18, like, it's still yeah. not great, but I feel a lot better about it. Like, for sure. Okay, I feel better about that. But I mean, I have to assume like some of the Featheringtons, like if, if Eloise and Penelope are like, in theory, around the same age, like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's too young to be out. Probably more like 18 or something. Well, and then that's why Eloise, like, hasn't de- had her debut yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what else else is like, I didn't notice this until like the second kind of time I watched it. But you remember in the towards the end where one of the sisters, the Bridgerton sisters, like comes back from like a summer away and you're like, who is this person? Yeah, yeah. But then I was rewatching and the first I was like, oh, there was another sister at the beginning. And then like they do reference. Was there really? I'd have to go back because I had that same thing. I was trying to like really hard to avoid spoilers, but it would be like, you know, the Bridgerton siblings and it like named four girls and I was like who's the fourth yeah she's in like the first and maybe second episode and then they do reference like they're like uh what's her name Francesca it's it's sad that Francesca is gonna be away at aunt blah blah blah's house all summer and I'm like oh they do reference her away okay and then she comes back because at first I was like I was like "Ooh, is there gonna be like a new love rival because I thought I was like is there a cousin or something you know and I was like oh no this is like a young child like (laughs) person okay and the last episode when they brought her back guy was like oh i forgot she existed okay yeah i didn't even remember that they had her in the first place in the show and that she hadn't just been away the whole time but it does make sense because if you talk, think about the other kids one's named like gregory or something and the other's mm-hmm. highest so where's the f where's the yeah. f <laughs> they're named in alphabetical order if anyone <laughs> <laughs> like your father and i thought it was orderly I laughed at that line. But yeah, so I thought it was a fun watch and yeah. would definitely recommend for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. It's, you know, it's nothing too crazy. It's not like too like intellectual or have to focus, but no, you know, it's no. a fun, just like a fun twist on uh, Regency period drama, dramedies. But anyways, yeah, Bridgerton. It's on Netflix if you haven't watched it. But yeah, that kind of leads into one more random topic before we maybe sign off is because one of the girls, which is from, who is from Dairy Girls, is on the show and she is like very good friends with it seems like Jonathan Van Ness of Queer Eye. Oh yeah. Um and the only reason I bring that up is because he announced that he got married. Yeah, exciting. He was like surprise. (laughs) But it was like buried in buried in an Instagram post about all the things that you know happened in 2020 and then it was like boo and I got married and we're like wait what <laughs> what I know you like text I was like half awake and you texted me and you're like did JB and get married and I was like first of all I can barely read your text Let me look. <laughs> I guess well even before I messaged you about it I googled it and nothing came up so it was like fresh off the press yeah. like he had only posted his post like 10 minutes before that um, so it was hot off the presses and then obviously in the days after he uh posted more info and shared their like, you know, love story is so cute. That's cute. Um, but like we're having secret babies in quarantine, we're having secret marriages in quarantine, like come on, we can share. People will be happy <laughs> for you. But the reason I think I, I think the guy's definitely British. And yes. also I have a feeling. I wonder if he's like maybe friends with um the Dairy Girl girl slash Bridgerton girl who I believe her name is Nicola. And um like I'm wondering if like because I feel like JV and her like became friends at some point. I'm not really sure how, but like maybe like she was friends with him and like introduced them or something. Maybe and that's where the love story blossomed. Just all began. Could be. He's a cutie. I know it's so exciting. And then they got more cats and another dog, and it's like ah. Oh animals that's my goal for 2021 i just want a cat (laughs) maybe two because they gotta have a friend yeah i'd say you have to move out of that apartment to make that happen for sure for many reasons yeah no no pets allowed but also the space yeah but also the space yeah so house first that's the main driver for the house is like being able to sit outside for future lockdowns and also so we can get two cats but really animals (laughs) yeah but really the cats well, if you're like JVN, you'll have like four cats and a dog. It's <laughs> a lot of cats. That's too much. Yeah, I think that's a little too much, but two for sure. Well, congrats to JVN and yeah. um, to anyone else who had a secret baby or wedding in quarantine that you haven't revealed yet. We'll find out. We love it. Love it. All right. Well, that's our first recording, 2021 recording. In the books. And um, yeah, if you are enjoying this podcast, tell a friend. Yeah, continue to 
listen, subscribe, subscribe, review, rate, rate, share. Yeah, and, and also, like, if you want to hear us talk about something, like, I've had know. someone mention they want us to talk about Virgin River. Ooh, cool. add it to the queue. I haven't watched, but Me neither. I've seen it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Anyways, maybe we'll watch Virgin River. But yeah, if you have any other shows, movies, books, random topics you want us to talk about in 2021, we're open. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And thanks for listening. Till next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at myfavoritesisterpod or shoot us an email at myfavoritesisterpod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.